I think we're all pretty clear on the theme by now, and that is recovering the testimony of Jesus Christ. And my burden is to share on spiritual warfare. And I'll be sharing two sessions with you on the topic spiritual warfare. Tonight we want to share on the reason why we partake in spiritual warfare. And also the focal point of the enemy's attack on the church. And also the keys to victory. And if the Lord is willing, tomorrow afternoon we would like to share on how to fight the good fight. Please turn with me in your Bibles to a few passages. First, we'd like to look at Isaiah chapter 14. Isaiah chapter 14. And we'll read from verse 12 to verse 15. Isaiah 14, verse 12. Minyan 我要与至上者同等。然而,你必坠落阴间到坑中极深之处。How you have fallen from heaven, O star of the morning, son of the dawn. You have been cut down to the earth, you who have weakened the, weakened the nations. But you said in your heart, I will ascend to heaven, I will raise my throne above the stars of God, and I will sit on the mount of assembly. In the recesses of the north, I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will make myself like the Most High. Nevertheless, you will be thrust down to Sheol, to the recesses of the pit. And also Psalm chapter 22, verse 1. Psalm 22, verse 1. 大卫的诗交于灵长，调用着陆。我的神，我的神，为什么离弃我？为什么远离不救我？不听我哀恨的言语。My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Far from my deliverance are the words of my groaning. 
我们再从十一节读到十九节。And we'll also read from verse 11 to verse 19。求你不要远离我,因为急难临近了,没有人帮助我。有许多公牛围绕我,巴山大力的公牛四面困住我,他们向我张口,好像抓死吼叫的狮子。Be not far from me, for trouble is near, for there is none to help. Many bulls have surrounded me, strong bulls of Bashan have encircled me. They open wide their mouth at me as a, as a ravening and a roaring lion. I am poured out like water, and all my bones are out of joint. My heart is like wax, it is melted within me. My strength is dried up like a pot's herd, and my tongue cleaves to my jaws, and thou dost lay me in the dust of death. For dogs have surrounded me, a band of evildoers has encompassed me. They pierced my hands and my feet. I, count, I can count all my bones. They look, and they stare at me. They divide my garments among them, and for my clothing they cast lots. But thou, O Lord, be not far off. O thou, my help, hasten to my assistance. And please turn with me to the New Testament, Luke chapter 13。Luke 4:13 And when the devil had finished every temptation, he departed from him until an opportune time. John 19, verse 30. 约翰福音十九章三十节。约翰福音十九章三十节。约翰福音十九章三十节。约翰福音十九章三十节。约翰福音十九章三十节。约翰福音十九章三十节。约翰福音十九章三十节。约翰福音十九章三十节。约翰福
So then, as through one transgression there resulted condemnation to all men, even so, through one act of righteousness, there resulted justification of life to all men. For as through the one man's disobedience, the many were made sinners, even so, through the obedience of the one, the many will be made righteous. 最后，请弟兄姊妹看启示录第十七章第十四节。And lastly, Revelation chapter seven, verse fourteen。启示录第十七章第十四节。A Revelation seventeen，fourteen。他们与羔羊征战，羔羊必胜过他们，因为羔羊是万主之主，万王之王，同着羔羊的。就是蒙召被选有忠心的，也必得胜。Revelation 17:14. These will wage war against the Lamb, and the Lamb will overcome them, because He is Lord of lords and King of kings, and those who are with Him are the called and chosen and faithful. Let's bow again for a short word of prayer. 主，我们满心的感谢你。Lord, our hearts are filled with thanksgiving. Lord, forever you are with us. Lord, we know that you are here tonight. Lord, may you have mercy upon us. Because, Lord, your people desire to hear your voice. And we desire to see your glory. Lord, may you reveal yourself to us tonight. And Lord, may you have mercy upon those who speak and him who translates. Lord, you know how weak we are. And Lord, you know how limited we are. Lord, may your spirit come upon this meeting. Lord, may brothers and sisters hear and see within more than without. And more complete. Lord, we offer you the worship from the depth of our being. We pray in the precious name of our Lord Jesus. Amen. When we speak about the reason we have spiritual warfare, we have to return to the original purpose of God. And although our brother Kong spoke of this uh, simply this morning, and I think I need to reiterate here tonight. Um, we know that in Colossians chapter 2, verse 2, it tells us that the mystery of God is Jesus. And Christ is the most central theme in God's heart. 
And through God's um, pur- purposeful planning, he has um, established a will. 然后呢, and he has um, established a will that is unchanging. 弟兄姊妹, and we know that this is what God has established as his highest purpose. 同时我们晓得神定这个旨意是完全为着他的儿子. And we know that this will is established for his son. 神已经定规要立他为主为基督. God has appointed him to be Lord and Christ. 神不仅要让他的儿子在万有中居首位. And our God has not only allowed him to reign over all, 神也要他成为教会的头. He wants his son to be head of the church and the church to be the body. And within the church, he would be all and in all. In other words, he is the central point or the theme. And we know that this is what is hidden in the mysteries of God. But before the creation, we know that the fallen angel, Satan, Satan understood God's mystery. In Ezekiel, Chapter 28, verse 3. The prophet uses the king of Tyre to represent uh, the fallen angel. In Ezekiel 28, 3, it says, Behold, you are wiser than Daniel. And there is no secret. That is a match for you. This tells us that the enemy knows about the secret of God. And we know that there is this greed in Satan's heart. And he has purposed to, to take the, the position of Christ. And we know in Ezekiel 28, when God created this archangel, God has given this angel much glory. 当初神造他的时候,无所不被智慧充足,全然美丽。The Bible tells us that uh, Satan, or Lucifer, had the seal of perfection, full of wisdom and perfect in beauty. 神给他的这个智慧和美丽,那是非常大的。The wisdom and beauty that God gave this archangel was indeed great. 并且神也给他一个非常尊贵的地位。And God gave him 
a very high position. God anointed him as the cherub who covers the ark. Um, the original translation doesn't carry the, the two words, the ark. In other words, God has given this archangel an important position. Oh, and he's given him um, this, this flute. So the creation of this angel appears to far surpass all other creatures. God has given this angel such glory. But why did this archangel fall and become Satan? Um, it speaks of how he um, attended to trade. And what he uh, traded in is unclear. And the Bible doesn't tell us clearly how uh, Lucifer traded. But we know, what we do know is that the archangel fell and became Satan. So God saw his iniquity. And he saw the, the violence within him. And most importantly, he um, opposed God. And now the devil is full of uh, pride. Um, he has this greed in him to uh, take the position of Christ. In Isaiah chapter 14, I mean, Isaiah 14, in five places, uh, this, um, this archangel says, I will. And with each I will, it, it shows, how, uh, shows the pride in his heart. Oh, we know that this is a blasphemy to God. And we know that although Satan has this greed in his heart, but there is no way his abilities are a match for God. Because of uh, the archangel's greed, God cast him out of the mountain of God. And he has um, been given a severe judgment by God. 
And in Revelation chapter 20, verse 10, we see we see the end of Satan will be very terrible. And we know that the devil and all the demons will be cast into the lake of fire. Even though Satan was cast out, we see that the enemy is unwilling to give up. And so he began to assault God's, create, God's creation, and including man. Because the enemy knows one thing. God's purpose would be fulfilled through man. Man's creation was for Christ. So if the enemy corrupted man, he would be attacking our Lord. So we so from Genesis chapter 3, we see the entire story. How man was attacked by the enemy and fell. But we also know that when God initially created Adam, God gave um, Adam, much wisdom. Uh, he was able to name all the birds of the air and the creatures that crawled. You know, the, the geniuses of today are probably no match for Adam. Not only did he have so much wisdom, God gave him authority. And he took care of the birds of the air. And the fish of the sea. And all the creatures. I think throughout all of mankind, only Adam had this kind of authority. And not only this, God gave him much ability. God put him in charge of all of the Garden of Eden. Brothers and sisters, when we think of the Garden of Eden, don't assume that the Garden of Eden is, is like the garden in your backyard. Uh, the Garden of Eden was huge. Although biblical scholars haven't been able to figure out exactly where the Garden of Eden was, and how great the Garden was. But from Genesis, we can deduce that 
the Garden of Eden had four great rivers flowing through it. So we can imagine that it spanned a great amount of area. And it's probably hundreds of times greater than Golden Gate Park. And at that time, remember, it was just Adam. And then later Eve. To take care of such a great garden. God gave him much ability. And although God gave man such wisdom, authority, and ability, yet when the enemy came to tempt man, it seemed like very simply the devil defeated man. He became a serpent. And with a few simple lies, he deceived Eve. And after Eve ate of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, she gave the fruit to Adam and he ate. And so man failed greatly. Uh, Satan completely defeated man. Brothers and sisters, tells us something important here. That in this first Adam, doesn't matter how much wisdom we have, doesn't matter how much experience we have, or how how many methods, we are no match for the enemy. But sadly, when we look through church history, including Christendom today, we see man's wisdom. We try to use man's experience to help people. And we see man's method in the church. But please remember, but someone like Adam, who had so much wisdom and ability, before the enemy, he couldn't stand. So us today who can't compare with Adam, we are unable to use our experience and our wisdom to fight the enemy. So from the church in the world, we can see when we use our own experience and our own talents, we cannot solve our own problems and the church's problems. So 
So from Adam's failure, we have to learn a lesson. We can't use man's method. We have to use God's way. So brothers and sisters, Adam's failure represents the failure of mankind. We know that when nations war in this world, when one nation goes to war against another nation, there are many battles within that war. But we know that there are key battles that will determine the outcome of the war. So if you are victorious in that key battle, then that side wins. And if you lose in that key battle, then you lose the war. So we can look at it in this way. The Garden of Eden. We know that in the battle between man and the enemy, that was a key battleground. And in that battle, man failed, man lost. And so all of mankind lost. And this is what we read earlier in Romans chapter 5. Um, because of one, uh, that affected all men. And because one was right, because one was righteous, it uh, all were righteous. So when Adam fell or failed, all men failed. And we also see that in spiritual warfare, it's, it has to do with the nature of that warfare. It's not like the battles here in this world. And we use weapons. And we want to get rid of the enemy. Our battle against Satan is not fought this way. Satan has put his nature in us. So not only are we captives of Satan, we have been corrupted like he is. So brothers and sisters, this is a terrible failure. So because Adam failed, we all became sinners. And at the same time, we see throughout the 4,000 years in Old Testament history, it tells us one thing. Man has uh, totally failed. God cannot use fallen men to wage his warfare. Satan has become king of this world. All of this world is under his dominion. But we thank God. 
Our God is not one who gives up. So he sent his son into this world as a man. It's as if in this war, God has, has waged a new battle, a second battle. We thank our Lord. He came into this world as a man. And it speaks to us that God's purpose never changes. Because God wants to accomplish His will through man. So when God's Son came in the flesh as a man, we see that our Lord waged warfare in the position of man. He was hidden for 30 years in the home of Joseph the carpenter. And when he turned 30, he was baptized by John the Baptist in the River Jordan. And when he came out of the water, the Holy Spirit descended upon him like a dove. And we know that when the Lord stood in the River Jordan, it represented one thing. He was wholeheartedly living for God's will. So the Spirit sent him into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. And the devil used all sorts of temptation to tempt him. We're all familiar with this story. And Luke chapter 4 tells us, With all forms of temptation, he could not cause our Lord to stumble. So it says that the enemy temporarily left him until an opportune time. Uh, temporarily speaks of how the devil does not give up either. And so in the ensuing three and a half years, we see the devil engaging our Lord through different people. We thank our Lord. That our Lord stood firm in every circumstance. So lastly, he comes to Calvary. We know that Calvary is the greatest battle throughout history. And on Calvary, we know that it was a great and fierce battle. And before our Lord ascended to Calvary, we know that 
这次的征战的代价非常的重大。We saw that the Lord knew the cost of this great battle when he was in the garden at Gethsemane。所以主带的几个门徒到科西马尼园里面去祷告。So the Lord took a few of his disciples into that garden to pray。主对门徒说。And the Lord said to his disciples,他说我甚是忧伤。he said, My soul is overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death. And the disciples could not sympathize with the Lord. And so they all fell asleep. And so the Lord alone bowed to the ground and prayed to the Father. And the Bible records how his sweat was like drops of blood. And he prayed to the Father. He said, My Father, if it is possible, uh, may this cup be removed from me. Yet, yeah, not as I will, but as you will. And a second time he prayed. He said, My father, My father, if it is not possible for this cup to be taken away unless I drink it, may your will be done. Dear brothers and sisters, when our Lord was in Gethsemane, He felt the pressure uh, to, to a point where an angel appeared to strengthen Him. Dear brothers and sisters, we know this time, 乃是运用了他黑暗的全军一同来攻击我们的主耶稣。We know that at this point, Satan used all of the powers of darkness to engage our Lord Jesus. 而我们的主只不过是独自一人面对黑暗的全军。And our Lord single-handedly had to face all the powers of darkness. 以赛亚书63章里面告诉我们, and in Isaiah chapter 63, it tells us, It says, I have trodden the wine press alone from the nations no one was with me. And we know that when the Lord went to the cross, all the disciples scattered. And we know that the Jews were mocking, mocking him. And the Romans assaulted him and nailed him to the cross. And from noon till three, our Lord suffered much. He cried out, My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? 
Dear brothers and sisters, in the four Gospels, it doesn't really depict how great the spiritual war was. But amazingly, when David penned Psalm 22, in a prophetic way, David uh, described the warfare that occurred on Calvary. We know that Satan used all his forces to engage our Lord. It speaks of these strong bulls, the strong bulls of Bashan, um, have encircled me on all sides. We know Bashan is the Golan Heights of today. Those that have been there know that that ground is, is very hard and full of rocks. And so only these strong bulls were able to plow that ground. And we see that the enemy used his greatest agents to surround the Lord on all sides. And we, we see in Psalm 22 what our Lord faced when he was on that cross. Dear brothers and sisters, he says, it's, it's as if I'm poured out like water. And my bones uh, fall out of the joint. It says my heart has turned to wax. And my strength is dried up. Uh, like a potsherd. And my tongue sticks to the roof of my mouth. And you have surrounded me. A band of evil men has encircled me. Dear brothers and sisters, we thank our Lord. Alone, he faced the forces of darkness. And this battle was indeed fierce. And so, at the end, we saw that oh, even the sun was darkened. And all of heaven and earth became dark. And the stones were turned over. And there was an earthquake. We see that the veil in the temple was torn in two. And we see even the graves became open and the saints came out. So every time we think of how our Lord went up on that cross for us, we 
we can never forget the price our Lord paid when He went up on that cross. In order to fulfill the Father's will, willingly He went to the cross. And we thank our Lord. In the Gospel of John, chapter 19, it tells us. Lastly, he cried, It is finished. This is a cry of victory. We thank our Lord. In that moment, he entrusted his spirit to God. So on Calvary, our Lord was victorious. And we thank him. So before this, so long before this, the uh, prophet Habakkuk um, had a prophecy. In Habakkuk chapter 3, verse 13, it says, It says, You crushed the leader of the land of wickedness. We see that Satan was delivered this fatal wound. And it says, you stripped him from head to foot. So beginning from Calvary and on, the forces of the enemy could no longer be hidden. And our Lord has defeated the ruler of death, and that is Satan. And our Lord defeated death and the forces of darkness. And he opened the gates. Um, we thank our Lord. He became victorious for our sake. So in this great battle, the enemy has this huge setback and failure. So from that point on, the power of the enemy was weakened and was not like before. Uh, this is evidenced when we read Revelation chapter 12. When our Lord is descending from His throne to this world, um, He asks the archangel Michael to clear the heavens, the air. We see that Satan could not stand before Michael. Previously, his power was probably greater than Michael. But after Calvary, the fatal wound was inflicted. And so even Michael could defeat Satan and he was cast into this world. So we thank our Lord. 
Your brothers and sisters. This is the second victory Victory on the battleground. This is the the key victory. So Romans chapter five tells us. From one to the many. Dear brothers and sisters. The victory on Calvary. Becomes the key to victory for us uh, in our battle. So even though the enemy is um, doing his work abroad, we have to have a clear understanding that our enemy is a defeated enemy. So in spiritual warfare, we do not have to fear the power of the evil one. We thank our Lord. He has overcome. And he has overcome the enemy. So brothers and sisters, we see these two key battles in the Bible. One was fought in the Garden of Eden. In that instance, the first Adam failed. And we see Calvary, the second key battle. The last Adam was entirely victorious. We thank our Lord. We know that even though the enemy encountered such a great failure at Calvary, we know that the enemy doesn't give up. So now the enemy turns around and engages the church. Because he knows that the church is the body of Christ. The church is a vessel that manifests the testimony of our Lord Jesus. And he is powerless against our Lord. But he attacks this vessel that contains the testimony of our Lord. And the enemy knows that if he can corrupt the church, it allows, it doesn't allow the testimony of Christ to be manifested. And it was like in the Old Testament. Dear brothers and sisters, we know that after the Israelites were taken into captivity, the prophet Ezekiel, on the banks of the river Chabar, he saw the glory of God. And we know that glory speaks of a reality of the testimony of Christ. That a glory the enemy cannot touch. But we know that 
We know that previously God wanted to entrust this testimony to the nation Israel. So when the temple was built, God's glory dwelt in that place. And when the condition of the when the spiritual condition of the Israelites were normal, the glory was there. But when the Israelites rejected God, when they were disobedient, we see that the temple was destroyed. Even though the temple was destroyed, the the glory was taken back. Uh, dear brothers and sisters, that glory, that glory cannot be touched by the enemy. But God's will is still to have this glory entrusted to his people and manifested through man. So when the temple was demolished, so this glory was brought to a far away place to the banks of the river Chabar. And the prophet saw this glory. But this was a tragedy for the people of Israel. We see that God's glory could no longer be manifested in His people. And so the building of the temple is important. Because it is the place where God's glory could be held. But in the Old Testament times, the temple the condition of the temple and the condition of the people were correlated. When the people were obedient to God, then having a temple was meaningful. So the evidence, so when the temple was destroyed, it symbolized that the people were disobedient to God. So when we read the Old Testament, we see many times that the people allowed God to fail. And this, uh, this causes us to have a broken heart. Um, and now in the New Testament, God still wants to entrust uh, his testimony to the church. So Satan understands the importance of building up the church. So today, here on earth, the focal point of the enemy's engagement is the church. 
He knows that if he can corrupt the church, then God's testimony cannot be manifested. So when we read church history, we see from the first century until today, when the condition of the church was good and the church was built up, God's glory could be manifested. Our Lord's testimony could be manifested. And when the church becomes becomes corrupt, then the testimony is lost. Dear brothers and sisters, the church is precious in God's eyes. We know that there are many brothers and sisters who love the Lord. But we have to say this. God is not fully satisfied with um, an individual's love for the Lord. If an individual Christian loves the Lord, that is indeed a precious thing. But God's heart is in the church. So if we don't have a normal church life, then God's heart and His desire cannot be found. Because God has entrusted His testimony to the church. So when we read the book of Acts, we see that in the first century there were many churches. Some churches had a good condition. So they could maintain the testimony of our Lord. And some churches were not doing so well. For example, the church at Corinth. It wasn't that the Christians at Corinth didn't know what the testimony was. First Corinthians 1 Corinthians 1 6 tells us. He says that the testimony concerning Christ was confirmed in you. Uh, they received teachings from the best of God's servants. Paul lived among them. Apollos taught them. And Peter even came and taught. They cannot say that they don't know what the testimony of Christ is. But very tragically, even with this understanding, they couldn't live it out. There were many difficulties seen in that church. And the work of the enemy was broad in that church. So, dear brothers and sisters, today we meet at different churches. Can, does our condition match the desire of our Lord. This is something our Lord pays attention to. So we believe in one thing, that if a person truly loves the Lord, 
that person will love God's church. You cannot be outside of the church and loving the Lord. So it's our responsibility to maintain the testimony and the unity in the body. Can the Lord's testimony be manifested in our localities? That is our responsibility. So may the Lord have mercy on us. That we might fully understand the meaning of the church. And may we build the church on the principles that the Bible has established. May we keep the unity of the body of Christ. Dear brothers and sisters, we can really feel that there are difficulties and struggles in every church. And this is evidence that the enemy is continuing to assault the church. But we can never forget our Lord was victorious on Calvary. So individually or corporately, we have to abide in our Lord Jesus. We have to establish the church based on one important principle, and that is to testify our Lord Jesus. The church is not a religious organization. And the church is not built based on what we imagine it to be. And this is something that is very uh, strict, serious. And so we have to take hold of the position that Christ has given us. Uh, the Apostle John tells us, Not only do you understand that the church is built in Christ, more importantly, we learn to abide in Him. And this is a key secret to our ability to overcome. Dear brothers and sisters, The Lord calls us, especially in this last generation. He calls us to enter into warfare for His testimony. Revelation tells us that in the last days, Satan will be the last battle. There will be a final conflict, a struggle. And Satan, with all his forces, will engage us 
before the Lord returns, the church here on earth will face much persecution. It will face much struggle. And we who live in these times, we can already feel the, the powers of darkness covering this entire world. The Lord calls us to engage in warfare alongside the Lamb. May we be the called and chosen and the faithful ones. We don't live for ourselves. We live for our Lord. Dear brothers and sisters, if today we still don't clearly see God's desire, if the center of our lives is still ourselves, or our family, or our careers, then, dear brothers and sisters, this won't only bring shame to us, it will bring shame to the church. And it won't allow the testimony of our Lord to be manifested. This is a multifaceted warfare. Those who have a spiritual sense can tell. That Satan, through sin, has corrupted this entire world. And we know that we're living in dangerous times. And we see evil prevalent in our society. And he is not engaging us individually. He engages our family. And especially the young people. And we know the dangerous influence that this corrupt society has on the young people. And so may each generation have a life that is set apart for the Lord. That in this society that is dominated by the enemy, that we don't backslide, and that we don't live a compromising spiritual life. Dear brothers and sisters, let us rise up and engage in warfare alongside the Lamb. And so in Revelations you see that in, in Revelation you see that uh, the Lord calls the overcomers in each church. Dear brothers and sisters, 
The Bible tells us. The Bible tells us that He is already Lord of Lords and King of Kings. So we who follow the Lamb today. The Bible tells us that we who fight alongside the Lamb will be victorious. So, dear brothers and sisters, it tells us that the overcomers in Revelation are individuals. But we see clearly that the Lord calls the overcomers from within the church. So we ought to have this understanding. It is for the church that we strive to have an overcoming life. Because God's desire is in the church. Dear brothers and sisters, doesn't matter where we are, doesn't matter what kind of difficulties our fellowship encounters, doesn't matter how many difficulties the enemy has caused, doesn't matter how fierce that engagement is. May the Lord allow us to stand firm by His grace. We stand on the Lord's side. Dear brothers and sisters, we may fail, but the Lord will never fail. He is always the victorious Lord. So we must set our eyes on Him. Dear brothers and sisters, let's not give up. We know that when our Lord returns, these overcomers who overcame for the Lord will receive their reward. And those who fought alongside our Lord, they will rejoice with the Lord. And they will be glorified with our Lord. So, dear brothers and sisters, we know that we're living in a very, in a time of fierce battle. And we know that the enemy is unrelenting. And yet we see many saints still in a very delirious state. We don't sense the urgency of the time. If we have any kind of spiritual sense within, we can see that in the heavens,神的预备最后的要结束的事情已经非常紧迫。we see the urgency of, of God's um, plan to It's very urgent. There are many that love the world. Uh, 
活动的人。See those that are involved in many religious activities. 似乎没有多少的人真正能体会到主的心意 There are very few that truly understand the heart of the Lord. 所以以至于因为我们的无知和我们的放松 because we're so laxadaisical, 叫整个教会的光景落在非常软弱的情形中 It has caused the church to fall into a very weakened state. 所以求主借着他的灵 May the Lord, through His Spirit, do the work of recovery and revival in us. May this conference, the Lord, speak to our hearts. That we hear the call of our Lord in these end times. That we might be alert. And that we don't just pursue the Lord. That we not only pursue after the Lord. We must with our beloved brothers and sisters together live that good church life. Together with our brothers and sisters, we live that good church life. We must with our brothers and sisters together live that good church life. That the church might be built according to the heart of the Lord. That the church might be built according to the heart of the Lord. That the church might be built according to the heart of the Lord. Dear brothers and sisters, I know that there are many of you that love the Lord. We many of us have prayed earnestly for years. We say, Lord, may prior to the conclusion of your work, May your glory return to your people, dear brothers and sisters. May every saint have this desire. And we ask that the Lord would hear our prayer. That His testimony would be upheld in every church. And that in this great spiritual warfare. That we might stand firm for the Lord. Well, let's close in a word of prayer. Lord, we thank you. Lord, you have not cast us away. You're still speaking to our hearts. May we in this end times, when darkness surrounds the world, Lord, may we hear your call. May we answer that call. May we stand up and fight for you. Lord, we commit. Uh, brothers and sisters from each locality to you. May each church be strengthened by you. May each lamp stand be held up. Lord, we desire that prior to your return, that Your glory might fill this earth. 
Lord, once again, we commit ourselves into your loving hands. Lord, you've kept us in these latter days. Lord, you want us to partake in that glorious day. And maybe you might even allow some of us to see the completion of your work. Lord, may we adjust our lives so that we can live individually for you. Each family lives for you. And that the church lives for you. Lord, may you hear our prayer. Lord, we desire to see your glory. Lord, may you fulfill our desire. Lord, we offer you the deepest worship from our hearts. We pray in the precious name of our Lord Jesus. Amen. Amen.